Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a Sunday? Excellent, and you? You know, I think the CBS Sunday morning uh, was a feel-good program. I really felt warm and good about a lot of the features today. Yes, there were a lot of good ones, wouldn't there? Yes, I love that show. Any of them stand out more than others? The uh, David Sedaris uh, commentary on old people going to the uh, computer counter and trying to get some help with their iPhone? Oh, my gosh, yes. I meant, I will not go in there anymore. I used to go in and go up to the bar, and they would, it was true, look at you like, you know, oh, my gosh, I've got to figure out a way to explain this to this lady, you know. And uh, after it was over, this morning, I thought, yeah, wouldn't it be nice to walk in and find someone not as old as I am, but I'm at, you know, in their 40s? Or 50s, you know, who has uh, learned the hard way how to figure things out and uh, understands what your frustration is. You know, it's almost like these kids are, well, they are, just like our, all our grandchildren. They are so computer literate. I mean, even Augie, he can find YouTube and exactly what he wants to see on it, I meant, you know, bingo. The only thing that slows him down is uh, remembering my combination of numbers to get on my phone. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, he can just, you know, whiz it out. And one day he actually found a picture that I had looked for on my phone for I don't know how long. And he just went to it and brought it up. It was like, okay. So if a five-year-old can make you feel like an idiot, you know, imagine what a 25-year-old could do. Do you think you could find a 75-year-old person with that kind of knowledge? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are retired that, you know, just because they're retired doesn't mean, you know, they're not uh, important or they're not still very smart. Uh, I just think it would be... A neat idea. I think it would be a great idea to have uh, the bar, as you would say it, uh, where it's just for people of a certain age. And you've got these little people your age are, you know, like I say, that's retired in their 60s who are brilliant with computers sitting at a bar and you just walk up and you know, because they're going to say, well, hi, how are you today? I mean, it's going to be a whole new thing for us older people to go. I mean, we will just stop by all the time. We'll even pay them <laughs> to give us the information. So you're talking about a senior iPhone counter housed ha- housed only uh, or manned only by senior citizens? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a senior bar. The young kids are not... They go up to their bar where they've got the, you know, the good-looking college kids, you know, figuring it out because they're on the same wavelength, you know. Uh, they're, you know, saying, hey, dude, you know, you, you ought to be smart enough to figure this out yourself, you know, or they can't say that to us without thinking it, but not. But when an older person comes up 
and ask you something. You can say, you know, I had that trouble too. This is a shortcut. This is a way to figure it out. This is what you do. And you don't feel intimidated. I just think I've had, as Joey would say, an epiphany. (laughs) I think it would be a booming thing for the Apple Store. You might consider it a timer for each customer. (laughs) Well, that's true, because they could start uh, exchanging old stories, couldn't they? Yes. but uh, And it would be days, not minutes. Yes. But still, yeah, I just think it would be, I think your sales would go up like crazy. You know, because they, you know, the person could sell up, you know, say, oh, well, you, you know, this is how you work your computer, but now we have new computers and they're like this and you don't have to go through this to get to where you're wanting to go. You know, did you ever think about you would be interested in this or something a little lighter. Yours is one of the old heavy things, you know, and and um, here if things are beginning to where you can't quite hear them anymore, we've got this new device, and you would be insulted by someone telling you you could be getting hard of hearing or maybe you would like a larger screen. You would take that. I would take that from you. I would think, yeah, he knows. He's sitting there with a you know, horn rim glasses on. <laughs> he can't see either. He's got a hearing aid in one ear. So, I think it'd be great. So, you're really into this. I am. It just all of a sudden, I thought, man, I wish I had an Apple store. I would put it in now. What's the definition of an epiphany? I have no idea. (laughs) It sounded like when I first heard it, uh, it just, um, uh, a a religious experience. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because I have trouble even pronouncing it, so it has to be some kind of enlightenment coming from the heavens beyond. Well, you know, with your senior counter, uh, senior citizen iPhone counter, uh, your incentives uh, incentives, uh, would be different. Oh, yes, I meant... If you do this, you'll get uh, a box of uh, Depends. (laughs) Well, now let's don't make it nasty. People are... Really, you know, uh, a senior buying depends is like a young girl going in and buying tampons. I mean, you just, it's some things you just don't. If you sign up for two years, you get a (laughs) clean catheter every month? No, now you're making it nasty. (laughs) I was having fun visiting with people, but now you're making it where I've got to have them wrap it up in a plain wrapper when I take it home. What the big thing is, if you sign up for five years, you get a guaranteed BM. <laughs> no, you've gone too far. Oh. No. Well, let's revolutionize your uh, your uh, idea and open our own senior <laughs> counter. Yeah. It should be seniors only, you know. Because look at the, the people today about the virus or the pandemic virus, whatever you want to call it. Uh, They've had so much trouble. They may have a computer, but like my mom, she only knew how to do certain things, and it took her a little more time to learn, you know, and you get frustrated. Where if you have someone who, you know, can show you, you know, I always thought growing up that um, I would be trying to do a project and my dad would walk by me and look at it and go on. And then pretty soon he'd come back and he'd say, you know, there's a lot easier way to do that 
and he would suggest something, and I would be totally in awe that, you know, there was a shorter way to do it and a lot easier way. You just have to, you know, someone has to show you, and it's so much easier for me if someone tells me about it and explains it to me. Uh, I get all confused if I have to read it. I guess that's the reason I had trouble with uh, word problems and math and, you know, that kind of thing. Trouble with school. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I needed a financial advisor. I need a spiritual advisor and uh, all kinds of advisors. That would have really helped me in my life. I think you're onto something because the biggest uh, negative for anyone who is, I will say, 55 and over to go into a phone place is the attitude of the people there. And I know some are genuinely uh, wanting to help and eager, uh, but then they have that little look whenever you ask the same question three three times on the same procedure. Oh, yeah, and they just don't understand why you don't get it because they have not been in the spot that you're in because they are brought up with the machine. You know, that's all they've known is an iPhone or a iPad or, you know, just computers in general where to some of us um, it's not that new of a thing. And then, too, I think... Um, I used computer all the time, you know, growing up in business, but we used standard programs. You had a program for this and a program for that, made especially for the business you're in. And that's what you knew and could use, and you were efficient at it and good at it. But when it came to branching out, when it became more of a social thing, then that's a whole other picture. I notice whenever we watch a movie and they come uh, up with a flip phone, we comment, hey, look, they got the old flip phone. I know. I loved my flip phone. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it would do really just, you know, it kind of took away a lot of things. Yeah, I love the flip phone. One is easy, fits in every pocket. Now you have to have special covers because you've got them out all the time and they're not covered up. Just think, be nice to have a little flip on the iPhone, wouldn't it? So they wouldn't break. <laughs> when you were a little girl on that farm north of Benton, Illinois, and uh, you had a telephone, where was your telephone situated? Uh, for a long time when I was little, it was on the wall. Yes, a humongous thing. It was at least, what, two feet tall? They were at least two feet tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had you, there was not really a chair convenient to sit and talk on it. You had to stand up. I thought, why didn't they put them a little lower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I always, this is a sideline, I always wanted one of those little telephone chairs where your phone was on one side and you had the little seat next to it. Oh, I thought that was so swanky. Kind of like a love seat. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, and then when we were first married and we had all the kids running around the house, 
I thought I would have given $100 for a payphone with a booth. <laughs> I thought, how neat. One, it would be so classy. I mean, you know, these people have a payphone. And then the kids could go in there and, you know, quiet. Nobody could hear what they're saying to their friends. But they're paying for the calls, so they wouldn't stay too long. And besides that, it'd just be a, a classic piece of furniture. You were a crude stepmother. <laughs> Well, that's not being crude. It's giving them privacy before they had phones. What color was your first phone? Um, Well, the great big box that was on the wall was kind of a wood color, and it was wood. And the phone, of course, was black with a funny little earpiece that looked like a miniature megaphone. Looked like a sugar cone. Yeah, yeah. And then we had a black desk phone dial and it's set up on the shelf in the kitchen and I guess that was before you sit down and talked a long time on the phone because I remember I'd have to jump up on the counter with my math book and hold the phone and talk when I was trying to do math with someone over the phone or something like that that you didn't even sit in a chair. You, I jumped up on the counter in the kitchen. Why would we have a phone on a little shelf next to the sink? <laughs> Doesn't make too much sense, does it? Unless you're going to be working there at the sink all the time. Yeah. My mom probably did that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had the regular uh, black phone. It was uh, set on the... On the uh, corner of a little table, and uh, I don't remember any chairs around it. Do you remember your first phone number? Ah, uh, you know, no. The phone number we had is has been the same as long as I can remember. So you didn't have a number. Ours was 2F21, okay. which meant... We had two longs. The 2F put us in the 10-party line. That would put you into the 10-party, 10-farm uh, party line. The 2F would put you in that party line, and then the 2-1 was two longs and one short. And everybody's phone would ring. Whenever you got a phone call, all 10 phones would ring, and you would listen. Two longs, one short, you'd pick it up. Mm-hmm. And Oscar West was two longs and two shorts, and uh, we'd have to wait to make sure we only had one short before we picked it up. But when we picked it up, then you could hear everybody else pick it up to listen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, we were on a party line, too. And when you said a phone number, I was thinking of, you know, 6-1, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, I didn't realize the phone number we had was also two longs and two shorts. And But almost everyone on our line out there, except for maybe three, I would say half of the people on the line were family. And uh, yes, you would have to. And the longer people picked up, the harder it was to hear the person you were talking to. It was like they were bleeding the sound out. Oh, yes, I remember that. Do you have any... Uh worries about carrying a cell phone that uh, 
has all kinds of capabilities even when you're not using it? Uh, what I really worry about is um, losing my phone because before you just had like phone numbers in it, mm-hmm. in your little flip phone. Uh, people have everything in their iPhone now. You have all kinds of information. You have probably a lot of your uh, passwords to your computer stuff. And everything that's in your computer now is on your phone. I mean, before your computer was one, you know, instrument that you worried about maybe losing or losing valuable numbers or valuable passwords. But now, I mean, it's even on my um, my Apple Watch. Everything's on my watch that's on my phone. Everything that's on my phone's in my computer. So it's... Uh, little easier, I think, for people to hack all these things than used to be. Imagine if we lost power, power, our power source in America. Yes, we couldn't use our phones or anything. Yeah, and you can't uh, can't even get gas to get out of town. Mm-hmm. No. And people are stuck that... You know, you can't even go get groceries because everything is computerized. It is. Yeah, can't get your money out of the bank. Nothing. The uh, fact that uh, 60 Minutes almost every week has a a feature that uh, the foreign countries, Russia and China and others, uh, are inside our computers now and uh, working around to do what they want to do and have free access to it, and they're trying to locate it and kill it, but I don't think they can. Yeah, because um, the computer science makes it so easy uh, for the United States to do everything and be connected. But at the same time, before you would, you know, an enemy of the state would have to come and personally enter your building to blow it up or to mess with communications. And now, you know, they're thousands of miles away doing it on a little machine, never entering your country, never, you know, your neighborhood, your home. It's kind of scary. Yeah, and it's like uh, the search for the DNA for that lost hiker uh, you know, they they had his DNA and they uh, put it into the system and he had never entered his into the system in any way. But they do the relative search and they get somebody as near to you as they can and uh, they find you that way. That's a roundabout way. Yeah, that that also makes you stop and think how wonderful the science is, you know. Mm-hmm. So it has its um, good points and bad, but just a sign of the times, I guess. Give me a COVID uh, update. A COVID update. Well, today is our 14th day, so that means we're pretty much, I would say, 95% protected now. And uh, it's kind of hard to believe that because I think we have been under... Uh, this, uh, what, film, this uh, shadow, this 
whatever that made us feel so vulnerable. And now it's hard to think that maybe we are protected, but also a wonderful feeling. Um, but it's still out there, as we know. I mean, it's it's having a good time with uh, Sam's family right now. Um, but everyone's doing really well. And uh, uh, it hasn't gotten into our family um, Joey and Chris had it, and, and uh, I know you talked to Chris, and she said she everything was completely back to normal with her and all the symptoms she had. So that's great because sometimes there's a, takes people a long time, and they never do uh, get back mm-hmm. some of their strengths and uh, senses. She was describing some of the things that went on whenever she had it uh, most seriously, and her smell and taste. She said it just disappears, and she said you can tell things are hot or cold, but as far as getting a taste, but she said it doesn't quench the appetite. Said you still want to eat, you just can't enjoy it. And uh, but she said she's over hers. Of course, Joey, uh, our oldest, has uh, got a swollen spleen and liver from it, and he is going to see a specialist for that. And then uh, Sam still complains. She doesn't have all of her taste and smell back, Samantha, and her uh, seven-year-old son, Cormac, has it now. And what did he say? He said he couldn't smell or couldn't taste? Uh, I think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. His, uh, yep. I can't remember, which is awful, but I know he did complain a lot about headaches and uh, his body aching. Um, but Samantha's children, uh, they have growing pains. And I guess we had growing pains at kids, but I don't think we thought anything about it. I don't remember anyone saying growing pains. Do you? I don't. Do you remember any of our six kids having growing pains? No, we just thought they were being brats, <laughs> you know. But uh, he, uh, they do have growing pains. Jack has had them and uh, Augie. Um, but then when you look at them, I mean, something's got to hurt because one day, you know, they're a little over your knee height. Next thing you know, they're, they're right at your chin, and um, they're just growing so fast. So what do you got cooking for Sunday? Well, today I'm going to venture out just a little bit. I'm going to take a fast trip outside. <laughs> Love you, darling. Love you, too. Bye-bye. 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 See you at Home Depot. <laughs> no.